I think it's time for the American people to wake up and smell the incompetence. I mean, the border is wide open. From coast to coast and around the world. It's not because of climate change. It's not because of Trump. This is by design. Democrats want these open borders. From America Out Loud Talk Radio, it's time for Truth Be Told with Booker Scott. It is 1,942 miles from Newark, New Jersey to Eagle Pass, Texas. That's 2,000 miles. If you got in a car right now and drove from Eagle Pass to Newark, New Jersey, it would take you 29 hours to get there. And you may ask, Booker, what does it matter? Why are you talking about Newark, New Jersey? Well, let me tell you. Recently, in Newark, New Jersey, an illegal immigrant that was a gotaway was arrested for terroristic threatening and assault. And this illegal immigrant was arrested in Colombia for murder. He was put in prison. He was allowed out for a furlough. And he somehow manages to get to Newark, New Jersey, all the way from Colombia, where he was a threat to people like you. So this border problem is not just a problem for the states of Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, the border states. It's affecting everyone in this country. And we've said it for a while. It is very evident of what is happening. In fact, if you look at your local news, you'll see stories from time to time about illegal immigrants committing some type of crime, a DUI that kills somebody. It happens all the time. And there's other problems, too, other issues. And the question is, why is it? Why, why did the Biden administration come in January 20th, 2021, and everything change? We see that there is a fight all the way to the Supreme Court. The Biden administration wants permission from the Supreme Court to cut razor wire that is put there by Governor Abbott to prevent illegal immigrants from coming into his state. They win that fight for the time being. They go back in. They put more razor wire up. A few weeks ago, we saw that Governor Abbott had had enough. So he sends National Guard in to the Shelby Park area, right around Eagle Pass. Again, Eagle Pass, Texas. And now we see red state governors around Texas supporting Governor Greg Abbott and sending more National Guard troops into that Eagle Pass, Shelby Park area. When this story first started, I was worried about this being an inflection point, and maybe it is, and maybe it's for good, but we have a huge problem on our hands right now. By design, maybe. Tom Holman, he's 34 years in the business of securing our border. Here is what he said. But President Biden is the first president in history of this nation that I know of who came in office and unsecured a border on purpose. So we went for the most secure border of my lifetime, and it's not my just my opinion. I've done this for 34 years. Anybody can go to cbp.gov, look at the data, and within months, we went from the most secure border to historic illegal immigration, numbers you've never seen before. And it's not because it's seasonal. It's not because of climate change. It's not because of Trump. This is by design. So if all of this is truly by design, who designed it? And who is the beneficiary? As always, follow the money. We're going to follow a little bit of the money here in this hour. I'm Booker Scott. This is Truth Be Told on America Out Loud Talk Radio.
In this hour, we're going to talk to Mary Rook, a columnist for The Daily Caller. The Daily Caller dropped a brand new documentary on rigged elections today. If you haven't seen it, go find it. We'll talk to her about that. We'll also have in this hour Dan Bongino, who is Matt Palumbo's content director, as well as a great author. He wrote the book Spygate, and he wrote Soros, The Man Behind the Curtain. One of the crazier things I've seen about this border crisis, and there are many crazy things, but the mayor of Boston has asked the people of Boston to open up their homes to allow illegal immigrants to come and live with them. Can you imagine that? That's where we are in this country under Joe Biden and that administration. The mayor of Boston is asking people to open their doors and allow people to come live with them. And guess what? That idea is now spreading to other cities. Just outside of Chicago, there is Naperville, Illinois. Nice area. Here's Councilman McBroom. You know, we do have a a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, And if there's people that would do that, God bless them. And before anyone in this country does that, they should check on eviction laws because once these people come in, who knows? The courts probably will side with them. Uh, You could have a guy eating Cheetos on the couch watching your television that you don't know anything about because they aren't vetting any of these people at the border. So now... Rodrigo is sitting on your couch, eating Cheetos, eating your food, and watching your television, and you can't get him out of your house. Great idea, Boston. Great idea, Naperville, Illinois. These people are not vetted. Our government doesn't know who's coming in. The guy in Newark goes up to Newark, goes goes from Columbia, from the prison in Columbia where he committed a murder in 2008. He's now in Newark, New Jersey. Over 160 countries are represented here. And we have terrorists all over. Nobody knows who anyone is or where anyone is. They don't know. So why are you going to let them live in your house? That is stupidity. And speaking of stupidity, let's go to Congress and let's go to the Biden administration. Chuck Schumer, the Democrats, and Joe Biden and his administration, they are working on something to get some money to help the border. Guess what? It's not a money problem. It's a message problem. It's a border problem. Shut the border. Tell people to quit coming. Don't facilitate it. And we're going to talk about how they are facilitating it through the United Nations in just a few minutes. Here's Senator Ted Cruz about what Chuck Schumer and the Democrats are up to. If you cared about the children being raped at the border, you would say no more. When Joe Biden came in, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. He inherited success and he deliberately broke it. Democrats want these open borders. And this bill, this mysterious bill, that is buried down in the basement of Chuck Schumer's office. All of you have a living as reporters. Ask yourself, why have you not read the text of the bill? There's a reason. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. The people pushing this deal knew, no, if the American people knew what was in it, they would be against it. We'll let in six million instead of nine million. This makes utterly no sense. And there's a reason. Republican leadership is like Charlie Brown with Lucy and the football. And over and over again, they run for the football, and over and over again, Lucy Schumer pulls it away. 
and Republican leadership lands on their ass. So do something about it, Ted Cruz. Stop talking. Start doing. If there's a problem with leadership, change it. And by the way, he did that press conference with about 18 other Republican senators. And, you know, that's almost enough to consider ousting McConnell. So just do something. Now let's get back to the Schumer bill in the basement, which is really only window dressing for the Democrats going into the 24 election because it's not going to stop illegal immigration. It only really hopes to slow it down a little bit. The Democrats are starting to realize the debacle at the border is getting all Americans' attention, and it may cost them an election. I said it may slow down illegal immigration. Well, we really don't know what's in it, and neither do the Republicans. I've seen some stories on what's in it, but those are just the talking points the Democrats want us to see. Senator Mike Lee from Utah. At a bare minimum, uh, uh, common courtesy would suggest the bare minimum that we need is a commitment that we'll have uh, three weeks to review the bill with the, the, the text in hand. Remember, all we have right now are a loose set of bullet points that we're told that we can't even really talk about because they're not finalized, and yet they talk about them for their purposes, and they convince the Wall Street Journal to publish an editorial saying that any Republican who opposes this thing is trying to score cheap political points at the expense of national security. I remember seeing videos from the border soon after Biden took office of the immigrants coming from Central and South America. They were trekking thousands of miles only to show up at our border with brand new sneakers, jeans, and clothes. Remember that? You probably saw that also. I remember thinking, now, that doesn't make any sense. These people allegedly are coming from nothing, walking thousands of miles, and they show up clean in brand new clothes. If they had nothing, and that's why they fled to seek, quote, asylum, unquote, how are they wearing better clothes than me? If you remember back then, there were videos circulating of immigrants at different airports with envelopes of cash. I remember, and I remember many of us had our theories at that time. Some of us were banned from social media for sharing the videos and sharing those theories. I remember thinking, our government is paying for this. Somehow, for some reason, uh, maybe, maybe it's the CIA. That was my theory. I mentioned to follow the money a few minutes ago. If people and organizations are profiting or creating generational wealth from what we perceive as the border problem, you have to wonder, will any of these politicians in the Uniparty inside the D.C. Beltway, inside the establishment, ever really solve the problem. The United Nations recently released their budget for the 24 year, which is about $3.9 billion. And this information now is available to you online, but I'm going to hit some of the high spots for you. Uh, a simple Google search will show you in greater detail some of what I'm about to share with you. Uh, keep in mind the United States funds the majority of the United Nations. So I'm talking about your money. In 2023, this budget actually went down some, but for 24, the UN expects about 3 million more illegal immigrants to enter the country. And based on that, they've allocated 1.6 billion, that's billion with a B, for this. So who gets the money? Where does it go? And how do they use it? 
Well, the money is distributed to non-government agencies. NGOs is what they like to call them. Uh, There are about 248 of them listed here online, and they're in 17 different countries. The budget lists Venezuela. Of course, Venezuela is a mess. Uh, It's a communist country. So it would make sense that people fleeing from there would seek asylum and need a place to go, which is what we hear all the time. Asylum seekers. But in reality, only about 5% of the border crossers actually fit that definition of asylum seeker. If you look closely at the budget report on pages 14 and pages 43, you'll see that Venezuela is footnoted. In reality, it isn't Venezuela at all. The largest amount of money goes to, quote, all nationalities, unquote, and multiple other nationalities. This really clears up what the UN and all of those NGOs are doing. They've created a trail from South America and Central America, funnels in straight to Texas and maybe specifically Eagle Pass and Shelby Park. That's that's where that they're, they're always in the news. If you remember the, the Haitians that were underneath the bridge, that was Eagle Pass. So, again, that was the inflection point between Governor Abbott in Texas and the United States Supreme Court. And really, it was the Biden administration uh, that, that took that to the court. Along that migrant trail, what can a migrant expect? What can the illegal alien expect? The U.N. has earmarked for these NGOs to distribute $372 million in cash giveaways and cash vouchers assistance to about 624,000 of these people in transit. Uh, Forget what they're getting from the U.S. government and cities across the nation once they get here. This is your tax money being used to help these people get here to begin with. That money is mostly given away as prepaid, rechargeable debit cards, but there's also cold, hard cash given in envelopes, bank transfers, and mobile transfers. Any of these can be used for migrants to buy absolutely anything they want, including new sneakers and blue jeans. But it's not just cash. The UN also provides humanitarian transportation. We'll get you there. Shelter, food, legal advice, personal hygiene products, health care. Here are some hard numbers from the UN budget. $122 million for rent support for 1.2 million people. Temporary collective shelter hotels for half a million people. And that budget number is $25.8 million. What about transportation? They, they provide that for 130,000 people. Oh, and here's one that blew me away. There is also, quote, expanded use of multi-purpose cash, unquote, for those claiming, quote, gender-based violence, unquote. I don't even know what that is, but if you have that, you also will get extra money. If you were sitting in Guatemala with not much to live for, and someone came along and said, hey, if you head to America... There are people along the way that will give you thousands of dollars, pay for your deodorant, toothpaste, food, transportation. And when you get there, the people of America are being asked to open their doors so you can live with them, eat their Cheetos, sit on their couch, uh, watch ESPN, watch the soccer game. And then you're going to get monthly cash added to your debit card. You know what? I, I may fall in that line. I may head on the trail. 
You hear conservative politicians talk about how the cartels are getting rich. They're making billions of dollars trafficking these people across the border. When I, heard, when, when I first heard this three years ago, uh, my conspiratorial mind asked, how are the cartels getting rich from people that have nothing coming from a country that has nothing because they need to seek asylum here? To me, it was obvious then that we're paying the cartels through the immigrants that receive the cash cards and those envelopes. Remember the envelopes? And I believe that's still the question. Who is doing this and why are they deliberately paying the cartels by paying these immigrants? I still don't have that answer, but I'm sure you've thought about it and probably have your own theories. You know, one thing is for sure, Barack Obama, he was 100% right when he said elections have consequences. I see and I hear the things that you say. You say things like rigged elections have consequences. And the mess at our border is a real consequences and will not know the full price we're paying for decades longer. Speaking of rigged elections, the Daily Caller released a new documentary on Friday, and we're going to talk about that next. But keep in mind, it's 2,000 miles from Eagle Pass to Newark. It was Newark last week. It could be your town next week. There's still other things going on in the world. Ukraine, Russia, Middle East, Israel, Hamas. With everything going on right now, it's hard to say what could happen or what will happen because we don't know anything for sure, ever. And we usually don't find out until it's too late. So what you do is up to you. That's your business. But when it comes to your money, you should understand what's at stake. So that's why I partnered with GoldCo, because I know this can possibly help you at a time like this. Go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit. And it shows you how to get precious metals, tax-free and penalty-free, even if your money's still in a retirement account, like an IRA or a 401k. And you may already qualify to get up to $10,000 in free silver. You, you've seen the writing on the wall. We just talked about it. Uh, go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free gold and silver kit. Because this is about taking back control of our privacy and our freedom. I can't predict the future, but I can prepare for it. And you should be prepared too. At the very least, you should be educated about your choices. So, Take action. Defend your freedom, your privacy, and your future. Go to BookerLikesGold.com to get your free 24-hour gold and silver kit right now. More Truth Be Told with Booker Scott in minutes on America Out Loud. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. 
The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. You know, I hear it all the time that if the 2020 election is not fixed, it really doesn't matter who we're going to vote for. It doesn't matter about the election. And I don't know that I disagree with you. There are problems. The interesting thing is there have been problems with elections in this country for a very, very long time. And I don't know if you saw, but the Daily Caller dropped on Friday a brand new documentary. And that documentary is called Rigged Death to the American voter. I had an opportunity to look at it, and uh, now on this program, I'm going to introduce you to Mary Rook, who happens to be a columnist and a writer, and probably most important, though, she is a mom of four children. Mary, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Let's talk about uh, Rigged, this new documentary that came out, because when I watched it, I was really struck at how really non- partisan it was, especially at the beginning of it. It's a, it's a great way to bring some truth to people. And I found it very interesting because I, I knew about the history of elections going back to 1960 with Kennedy and Hawaii with Nixon. And But interesting thing about this documentary, it goes all the way back to 1860 in Abraham Lincoln when mail-in ballots were brought out. So there's a lot of history in this documentary as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people get stuck on 2020 and think that it's the only election in which people called fraud or people complained about the outcome or how the outcome came about. And it's really not. Our country has kind of struggled with this for obviously over 100 years. And it's something that is important that in our modern times, we have a chance to actually fix these issues. It's not like it's unfixable. It's not like it's something that we can't do to prevent this from happening in future elections. And if we do want to keep our country free, if we do want to keep it in the hands of the people, then it's something we have to make a priority. It's subverting the will of the people when Secretary of State's uh, willy-nilly change state laws and election laws to allow drop boxes and things like that. And the documentary goes in to the drop boxes. I found it very, very interesting. And another thing that the documentary went into in great detail later on in the documentary was about the Hunter Biden laptop. And it's something that really has bothered me since it came out because I saw the pictures. You can't tell me what I what I saw was not real. And, of course, the story comes out in the New York Post in what was October 14th, I believe, uh, right before the election of uh, twenty. And and then everybody said it was Russian disinformation, and, and obviously it was that was also a lie. We've 
put up with lies over and over and over again. And and you know, there was a there was a point in the docu- documentary where it really talked about the corporate media's play in this mm-hmm. and and pushing this disinformation and pushing it as Russian disinformation and all of these things. And um, to discount that is really detrimental in making sure that our elections stay free and fair. I mean, I remember having conversations with civilians who are just not in the media world, not in any any type of um, you know journalistic or federal government role. And they were laughing the Hunter Biden laptop off as if it was just this, you know, crazy right wing conspiracy to try and sure. downplay Joe Biden or downplay their corruption. Um, but now we know that every part of it was true. And what, it wasn't just the mainstream media either. We, they used our federal apparatus against the American people to try and make them, as you say, believe their that their eyes were lying to them and believe that these things were not actually happening. And now we have definitive proof and even the federal government is coming out and saying, well, actually the laptop is real. And at what point is our mainstream media or the corporate media going to stand up and say, mea culpa, we got this one wrong. Um, You know, we're sorry for lying to you. I I don't think that we're ever going to hear that, but we should continue to demand that of them. We should have a free and fair press. We know for a long, long time, that it has not been the case. We know the CIA and other federal agencies feed stories to journalists all the time. And um, at some point, we have to start looking. I think that we're there now where a lot of Americans are like, okay, we no longer believe the MSNs of the world or the New York Times of the world. But there's still plenty, especially within the Democratic Party, that will sit back and and laugh off the Hunter Biden laptop. And I think in 2020, it would have played a bigger hand if we had a just corporate media system. I don't know that it'll make much of a difference in something like 2024, because I think the American people, the, the you know, wool has been pulled over their eyes. Like they, they can see now that they've been lied to. And so I'm not sure that finding out that Biden's family is corrupt is going to be some huge, I don't know, a huge yeah. just... Um, it's not going to be an epiphany. Realization yeah, for them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Epiphany. That's exactly the word I was looking for. And, um, but just kind of driving these homes, if, if we have more and more and more examples of the times that they've lied to us, and if we can just get these people to sit up and go, okay, you're right. It's time to stop believing them. When they tell you two plus two equals five, it's time to stop believing them. Right, right. And really, when it comes to the Hunter Biden laptop, I want to go back there for just a minute sure. because I think that I, I think that there's a misconception that many people think that the Hunter Biden laptop issue was about Hunter Biden crack and prostitutes and things like that. And maybe a lot of people on the right on social media, maybe push that out too much. But in reality, it had to do with 10% getting the big guy. We remember uh, Tony Bobolinsky, they came out on Tucker Carlson's show, and he brought the receipts. And and that was before the election, too. And uh, for some reason, the press just doesn't pick up. And and I remember my, I wrote a piece and, and actually got picked up Gateway Pundit. Uh, ran with the, the the post that I made on on X or Twitter Twitter at the time, and it, 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 it to me it was about the press. The whole thing was about the press. If we don't have a press in the country that will protect the rights of the people by keeping government honest, then we're going to lose this country. 
Oh, for sure. And we have a great investigative reporter, Jane Slynn. She's been following the laptop and not the salacious items about, as you said, crack and, you know, prostitutes and all of that stuff, oh. but the real knit and gritty of it, the the stuff that, it, you know, is is or should be alarming to the American people about his dealings in Ukraine, his dealings with China, and how all of these things are connected to Hunter Biden, his son, and how they kind of use his brother and Hunter, his son, as a smokescreen in order to sell access to the vice president of the United States, who is now sitting in the Oval Office and has command of our military and has command of all of our federal agencies. It's We're at a scary point in our country where we have probably one of the most corrupt politicians to ever sit in office in control of the red button. And, you know, we were told for four years that that's what we had under Trump. Yeah. But his policies and everything that he did helped to make Americans thrive. And that's an undeniable, you know, way to look at it. Even if you're a liberal, even if you're a Democrat, you cannot deny that it was easier to buy a home under President Trump. It was easier to live life. It was easier to send your kids to college. All of these things and every policy that Biden makes is is almost reminiscent of someone else asking him, please destroy your country a little bit more. And you have to wonder, is it the foreign business dealings that are doing that? And whenever you start to go down that path and when, whenever you start to wonder whether or not your president is actually serving the American people or if he's serving someone else, it's time to get him out. I mean, we can't continue down that path. And when you look at the connections and the people that he did business with, we're talking about the Chinese Communist Party. We're talking about Russia. That's where he got money from, and the Bidens got money from, and Ukraine, another one. It's interesting that all the people that seemed, all the countries that seem to be in the news right now are the countries that Joe Biden benefited from, even going back to Afghanistan and the withdrawal of from Afghanistan in August of 21. You know, what, what was the real purpose of that the way it was done? We left a vacuum there. The Taliban uh, hooks up with China. As soon as we leave, they have the Bagram Air Base. What's in the ground but $1 to $4 trillion of lithium, which, by the way, is what you need to make batteries for electric cars. And Joe Biden comes in with the Green New Deal or the Inflation Reduction Act, I guess is what they called it. And and what do they do? They make us all buy electric cars that nobody wants. But for what reason? <laughs> right. And on top of that, all of the military equipment that is left there. So We've left a scary vacuum with terrorists in control. They are not only in control of the lithium, but the, you know, gallons and gallons of oil and um, gas that's sitting underneath the uh, surface there. And then they have all the military equipment they could possibly need to be able to defend themselves from it. Yeah, $85 billion. $85 billion worth of equipment there. And, and it's usable, too. It's not like it was broken machinery. It was just usable left there for these people to come in. And you saw the videos of, um, you know, their military men driving our Humvees through the street and and using all of our night tech gear and kind of outfitting themselves with all of this special military equipment. And then that is all juxtaposed to the 13 U.S. military members that were killed when they were trying to evacuate from there. It's just the chaos that comes from the Biden administration is all linked back to the fact that in 2020, our states no longer served the residents of the people that were living there. They instead decided that they were going to allow the funding of ballot drop boxes, the funding of these, you know, door-to-door 
curing of ballots and all of this stuff in order to put this man into office. It wasn't like the American people wanted him there. Trump got more votes than he got in 2016. He got an outpouring of love from people and they did not expect it. And I think a lot of people sit back and go, okay, maybe we are gaslit a bit in 2021 and 2022 to be a little bit apprehensive to talk about the election being rigged or the, you know, election being taken from the American people. But now more people believe that it was than in 2020. And that's a scary thought. There was an exit poll out of New Hampshire, and I said something like 15% of Nikki Haley voters believed that the election was stolen. And if you think, if you also look at the people that were voting for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, they're mainly Democrats. And so if that's 15% of Democrats, this should be a scary number for someone like Joe Biden to, that should be at zero. That should be at 1% if you're a Democrat. And so if you're, if you're pulling at 15% there, you should be going, okay, well, my narrative is failing here. And I think that something like the Daily Caller documentary on rigged is a great way for us to be able to hopefully wake up some of these marginal voters who are being hurt by Biden's policies, don't really know how to process that information and need to figure out what they were lied to about in 2020. It's a, you know, you can sit back and you can laugh at the people that were upset that we all saw what happened. And we all saw people getting taken off Twitter, getting taken off Facebook, getting taken off Instagram for just asking questions. It's not that, you know, there, you know, obviously there's going to be your outliers and your kind of outlandish statements and all those things, but people just simply asking questions. What's going on here? Why aren't we allowed to see the democratic process? I thought we are a free and fair election. Um, Why can't we ask about these ballots? Why can't we double check what's going on here? I think that there was a real moment in our country, the precipice, I guess you'd say. And um, we are we're now hopefully going to shed light on all of the shady business dealings that happened in 2020 so that in 2024, we can stop it from happening again. I mean, you can't really count on the RNC to do much. They no. are, they're always going to show us that their donors are more important than the base, but the base is still strong enough to defeat them. And so if we can get people like Scott Pressler to yes. teach more and more Americans on how to cure ballots for Republicans on how to go out and use the democratic system against them, then we really have a shot. And I, I think that we re- should really elevate voices like that. We should not continue to do business as usual. We need to teach people how to play their game. And that's not to say cheat. And that's not to say to go out and do something illegal. But you look at your election laws and your state and you figure out, OK, what is the Democrat play here? They always seem to be much more organized than the Republican Party. And I don't know if that is on purpose, you know, like the on purpose incompetence, but they are. They're very, very organized. And someone like Scott Pressler has a plan and we should be elevating those types of voices and, and telling the American people, OK, it's not ideal. No, we don't want the mail-in ballot system. No, we don't want these things. Of course, a secure election is paper ballots on the day of. But right now, this is what we've got. And in order to win, we have to play by this game. And we have to overwhelm also. Yes. Uh, it has to be an incredible turnout in November. Uh, we're speaking to Mary Rook. She is a commentary and analysis writer for The Daily Caller who came out with a brand new uh, documentary on rigged elections. The name of it is Rigged Death to the American Voter. I really encourage you to watch that. Mary, where can people go and see that documentary? Is it dailycaller.com? Can people go there and just see it? 
Yes, dailycaller.com. It's under the Patriot section. Um, I know that it is behind the paywall, but it really helps if people can sign up for the Patriot section and patronize those types of sites because the work that goes into researching and putting in all of this information and getting it out to people is important. And, and Americans should be supporting this type of work. I mean, we support other things. And this is one of those things that if we want to fix what's happening in 2024, please sign up for this Patriot section, watch the documentary, show it to your friends, gift it to your aunt, you know, mm-hmm. give it, yeah. gift it to your crazy aunt who, who has a hard time believing it because the great thing about this documentary that I was um, not shocked about, but just impressed with is how well it was done. I was about to say that. It was, the music is beautiful in it. The, um, you know, the story was written by Vince Colonnese. He did an excellent job. All of the people that participated in it, I mean, everything looked really, really great. And our media's team there, the Daily Caller, just stepped up and really hit it out of the park. And I think if we are going to, expand, um, you know, this kind of idea that voting is not always safe and secure. And we have a chance to fix that. This is one of those documentaries that's going to help do it. I agree 100%. And, and we have to fix it. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And, and the 75% of the American people, regardless of party, they don't necessarily trust elections and believe they should be more secure. And that should tell people it's time to fix this. Let's make it where it works for all of us. And Mary, thank you so much for joining us. That is a great documentary at dailycaller.com. Go there, check it out, pay the money, whatever it is. And, And Mary, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. More Truth in Minutes on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Well, the year 2024 is upon us, and it is our chance to get it right and take back a free America. AmericaOutloud.news is your source for uncensored and factual news that facilitates truth and unity among all Americans to restore that American dream we have always cherished. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, Liberty, and justice for all. Everywhere we look, it seems like America has all sorts of problems. And one of the problems I I think maybe 
that people don't want to talk about, they want to bury their head in the sand, is human trafficking. You bring up the words together, and people just gloss over with a look. And unfortunately, in this country, whether you call it human trafficking or the sex business, it's I've seen $35 billion. I've seen it's as much as $100 billion a year industry. I'm not sure, but either one of those numbers is astounding. And it really needs to have some attention. And that's what we're going to try to do here in this segment. As we welcome to the program, Sarah Lachance. She has an organization out of Tampa Bay, Florida, and it's called StopTheMovement.org. Sarah, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you shining a light on this issue. And you and I, uh, you know, we were able to go take a tour a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and right here in the Tampa Bay market, uh, which, by the way, is a television market. It's about 4 million people, but it is an, an incredible, incredible problem we have. Mm-hmm. And I thought I knew something a little bit about this subject, but what I found out was I really know nothing about it because mm-hmm. the things that we saw were amazing. And, and I want to get into that, but I also want to ask you, you start StopTheMovement.org what was your motivation? What what was that that event that happened in your life that said, I'm going to do something? That's a great question. This has um, been a calling on my family's life for many years. I worked uh, at the LA Dream Center uh, in downtown Los Angeles about 10 years ago. I, I spent some time there on the human trafficking unit, and I was in the exact same spot as you were. I was shocked to um, discover uh, what I, I thought I knew about the issue, and I was completely wrong. And I was shocked to find out that human trafficking trafficking affects men, women, and kids of all ages. And I have unfortunately worked with a variety of them over the years. Um, when I moved back to Florida, I, I was passionate about finding a place to serve and did research for about a year trying to figure out where I could get plugged in and um, really felt called to start my own organization. And our focus for the past couple of years has been prevention and awareness. We, our, our mantra is, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And uh, we have recently, as you discovered, uh, branched out to outreach and we've got even bigger dreams beyond that, because like you said, it is such a big problem. And I wasn't aware of how big a problem it is. And what we found was on that tour, we went to neighborhoods that were less fortunate we mm. went we went to a neighborhood that had 3 to 5 million dollar houses and there were a couple of trap houses there and I, to be right. honest i i didn't know what a trap house was can you explain to people what a trap house is sure that's not in everybody's vernacular uh, a trap house is essentially um a house where illegal activity is taking place so generally the homes that we toured and saw uh, there are women, children, uh, and drugs being sold in and out of them. Uh, you could probably include weapons in a lot of those as well. So there's just illegal activity happening in these places. And like you said, uh, it could be your next door neighbor. It's not necessarily yeah. all low-income housing. It, it spans every city across uh, every state in our nation. And as we toured, we went to a lot of less fortunate areas. And and I think that's where most people believe it's all taking place. And it does take place there. And yes. the life that these people get trapped into is terrible. And we, I want to talk about that. But mm. again, it really struck me that here we are with three to $5 million houses, the neighborhood right next to that, really nice homes alone. Um, 
it had, it had trap houses where uh, they were selling people out of and selling drugs and, and guns. And right. it's, it was shocking. And I, and I, it left an impression on me uh, yeah. really for a week. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And here we are now weeks later and I'm still uh, thinking about it. Yeah, you know, because these are people's kids that start out there. We we learned about grooming. We went by one specific house where uh, this guy puts out ads on Craigslist to teach kids, boys specifically, because I think boys are left out of of this. We always think of little girls and we think of women. Yes. Um, but but in this specific case was a, a guy that was putting ads on Craigslist. And to teach them how to be a DJ or voice lessons. So the parents drop these boys off, spend $60, give the guy $60 to do the voice lessons. And then he starts the grooming process. Right. That right. That's, that's legitimate, isn't it, Sarah? Yes. And we, I'm so glad that you brought that up. I think it's really important that we talk about what grooming is. I was just having a conversation yesterday with a woman who said, oh, I don't even know that term. And so the simple way to explain grooming is um, when an, an adult, a bad adult is um, taking their time to uh, earn the trust of either another adult or a child for the purpose of exploiting them. So they are um maybe befriending them. It could be a uh, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Um, they are taking the time to learn where their weaknesses are, and then they will uh, make it seem like they're filling those needs, and then they will flip the script and uh, start to exploit those needs. And at that point, the mental abuse has already begun, the psychological abuse, a lot of times physical uh, and sexual abuse um, have also occurred. And at that point, uh, escape is almost, um, impossible. Yeah. And they go down that path and that path yes. becomes that, that voice teacher becomes the pimp and starts exactly. and starts selling these young boys in this case, uh, publicly online, maybe on Craigslist or some other place. I also learned another term that I'd never heard. And, uh, that was a rub map. And for those of you listening, um, I'm going to try. Well, I, actually, Sarah, you try because you know more about it than I do. <laughs> I, I uh, think we're all learning together. But yeah. basically a, a list of the what we call the IMPs, the illicit massage parlors in the area, um, the Places that, now, the, are there places giving legitimate massages? Of course, there yeah, are. Yeah. Um, there are places that are um, keeping women employed there against their will. They have taken their identifications. Generally, they are from other countries and they are not allowed to leave and they're being forced to perform sex acts much beyond the scope of what an actual massage is. And one way that you could uh, keep an eye out if you're in the community. Um, is if you see a massage parlor that's open until midnight, yeah. <laughs> this is a red flag. I, I love a massage, but I have never needed a massage at midnight. And if you see all the windows are blacked out, um, it, those are a pretty good sign that something illegal is happening behind those doors. And a rub map, just to go back to that, uh, is an application that you can download on your phone or it's yes. a website. And what it does is it shows those massage parlors all over the country. You can yes. click on your state, then click on your zip code, and it will show those massage parlors that are doing more than giving massages. And right. uh, something else I learned was that if it was a pink pony, that that meant that there were little girls at that massage parlor. So this is this is reality, isn't it, Sarah? 
Absolutely. This is not an ethereal concept. This is not, um, primarily we focus on what's happening stateside. So this is not something that we're, when we're talking about, it's not happening in the Philippines. It's not happening in Mm -hmm. India. This is happening here in the United States where everybody is supposed to be free. And, and we have, uh, it's not a conceptual idea. It's also, I think, very important to say, this is not a political issue. This is a human rights issue. um, That's, that's really affecting all of our cities. And like, like you found out just a few weeks ago, it is right under our noses. And if we don't know what to look for, then we don't know how to help. Yeah, I found out that one of these people that is involved in this lives less than a mile from me, one of those houses. Wow. And it, so it was a shocking tour. It really, it really was. And when you get back to the trapped part of this lifestyle, we were talking about the guy on Craigslist giving the voice mm-hmm. lessons. Uh, they get them into drugs, and then, right. then these people get a, uh, addicted to drugs. So then they become dependent on the groomer or then becomes the pimp. And they can't get out of the lifestyle, can they? Because I heard stories of uh, you know, the, even the cell phones that they possess – are not owned by them. So the only way to get outside of their world is to give up their cell phone. And, and you guys actually try to outreach to take people out of these positions. That's not easy, though, is it? No, not at all. And you were, you hit the nail on the head. It is not only uh, a drug dependence. It is um, generally they've racked up a criminal record, um, mostly due to no fault of their own. If if a pimp is controlling what they do, um, you know, maybe petty theft charges or, or drug charges. Um, additionally, there is a huge psychological abuse that's taking place that if um, if a, a, let's just use a, a girl, for example, that's being trafficked, her family has been threatened. So she, she's not just at risk. If she leaves and they catch her, they might beat her beyond, uh, you know, recognition and then drag her back. But her sister has been threatened. Her little brother has been threatened that they're going to be drug into this if she leaves and that her mom and dad are going to be killed and that uh, the pictures that she's, um, you know, taken are going to be shared all over school or maybe all over her church that, you know, she's going to be publicly humiliated. Um, and, and there is no way out. You are completely isolated. And so when people say, well, why don't they just leave? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe me, if they could, they would. Yeah. And, they, and it really is trapped. And as I heard trapped. trap houses, I, I'm, you know, that's what I thought. I thought, well, these people mm. are trapped in a lifestyle. We went by one particular road that had, I think it was two, it was at least two, maybe three houses in a row. And they, they said that they move girls from one house to the other house and to the other house. And after the tour, I actually went and looked up those houses online at Google Maps. And you could literally see two guys standing out front of those houses keeping guard. Something else I learned on that tour was that these homes and these trap houses, they are surveilling you, that they have video cameras up in the trees. They have video cameras all over it. So the process of trying to go and rescue these women, men, boys, girls is difficult because you're putting yourself in danger. Oh, it's almost impossible. And and that's absolutely accurate. I had a personal situation where we went to a massage parlor one time. And before we got out of the car, they 
met us at the door. We didn't even see, I, to this day, I don't know where the cameras were. They saw us as we pulled into the parking lot. They knew that we clearly were not customers, met us at the door and refused us uh, to come in. So they're, and this is a, as you said at the beginning, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. These people are smart. These are business people. They they know what they're doing. They're not trying to get caught and they're trying to make money. They care about money over everything else. Um, so that they're protecting uh their product, which is people. Mm -hmm. And it's real. And that's what I want people to understand is it's real because I think sometimes the human trafficking words together and, and people just, it just flies right over their head. How do you describe human trafficking? So I describe it as exploitation for profit. So when we talk about words like sexual abuse, uh, molestation, rape, th that is an exploitation. That is, um, that's an abuse. That's a, a stealing of someone's innocence. When we talk about human trafficking, it is that exploitation over and over and over again that someone is choosing to pay for and someone else is benefiting from. And when we talk about, it, it is a hard concept to grasp. Two things I want to say. When we say it's a $30 billion industry, what does that mean to people? That That's such a hard number to yeah. grasp. Mm -hmm. Let me put it in a bite-sized um, nugget for you. The average sex act is about $30. Wow. How many sex acts add up to $30 billion or $150 billion or whatever the actual number is, it's staggering. That's what we need to know. And when people say, you know, this is happening um, in developing countries, it's not happening here. Let me introduce you to the two little girls that are sisters that were being trafficked by a family member. And they went to school every single day. And at night they were being trafficked out of their own house. Let me introduce you to the girl uh, that I work very closely with who was abused by a family member 20 years ago. Then Pictures were taken, and those are still circulating on the internet today, so there is no justice there while this man walks around free. And let me introduce you to the girl who has a child who needed to be rescued from the situation and left other children behind. There, This happens every single day. I, I could go on and tell you for hours, unfortunately, stories of, of real people that it's happening to here. Um, and it's not, and none of us are are immune to this happening. So that doesn't mean that we should, you know, lock our kids up and, and never let them go outside and never let them use the internet, but we have to be aware of it. Yeah. And it's so pervasive. That's what I learned in that tour. It was just everywhere. And from the massage parlors to the homes, to the street corners, and the, these people get trapped in the lifestyle and there's no way to get out of it. And, it. and it can ruin their lives. But there are people like you. This is Sarah Lachance. Her organization is StopTheMovement.org. And w what else can we do other than getting the word out to let people know that this is a real thing and it really affects people's lives? What else can be done? I'll tell you what, again, I so appreciate you taking the time to shed some light on this issue. It's scary and it's dark and people don't want to talk about it, but that doesn't help anyone. And so when we do our, our free trainings, let me give you some very basic 101 tangible things that don't have anything to do with trafficking. We're talking about take a couple steps back. Things that we can do as parents, as community members, if you're involved in a church or a school, um, look for red flags. Look for kids that are acting 
out of the ordinary, look for um, signs of physical abuse or malnutrition, kids that are acting out sexually that does not match their age. Um, maybe they have vocabulary that doesn't match their age uh, or they're being picked up by people that are not their family members. Um, if they come to you and they try to tell you that something's wrong, dig deeper. It, it is uncomfortable, but those are things we need to do. Also, and I can't stress this enough, we need to talk about consent at a young age. We need to talk about bodily autonomy and not forcing kids to, to hug or kiss family members if they are uncomfortable with it, because that will raise children that don't feel like they can say no when they get older. We also need to name proper body parts so that if something does happen, God forbid, a, a child can come to an adult confidently saying this is what happened, mm -hmm. um, because if they don't have the verbiage, they won't know uh, how to express what happened. Those are a couple of things. Also, and very most importantly, you touched on this a little bit. Not, this is this statistic makes me sick. 90% of human trafficking is familial. What does that mean? That is a family member or a trusted uh, adult that the victim was comfortable with. And not just the victim, but generally the family was comfortable with. Um, and you mentioned uh, the voice lesson teacher or clergy or the baseball coach or your ballet instructor. As parents, it's imperative that we do not just blindly trust people because they're in positions of power and authority. That's I, I can't um, stress that enough. Everyone go to the website. It's stopthemovement.org. There's a place to donate there. If you want to help out, you can do that. But at least learn more about this. Sarah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for your time. And again, her website is stopthemovement.org is the name of it. It is a huge problem. We have to open our eyes. We have to see it. We can't just bury our heads in the sand. I'm trying to bring you the truth here on Truth Be Told, and that's some that we have to address. It is everywhere. If you see something, say something. Pay attention. Sarah talked about that. So when you see it, say something. Let the authorities know. And that was another interesting thing I learned on that tour is that with the local authorities, it takes a while to do surveillance. They may turn somebody in and they'll look at those trap houses and they have to do surveillance. Sometimes it takes three, four, six months to be able to get a warrant to go in and do something. I did learn that the FBI, local FBI, with their contacts, when they see a minor in one of these houses, that the FBI will act right then. So that was very encouraging. I know sometimes we're negative on the FBI, but I found that very encouraging, and I did want to pass that on because that's good work by the FBI. You guys have a great, great weekend. Uh, we'll do this again Monday. We'll have Matt Palumbo on the show from the Dan Bongino Report, the Bongino Report, also the author of uh, Soros, The Man Behind the Curtain. He'll be here, Matt Palumbo. Also, Chris Widener will join us on Monday's program. Until then, have yourself a great weekend. Remember, you were told 2,000 years ago that you are the salt of the earth. So keep being salty. I'm Booker Scott, and that's the truth. Truth matters. You've been listening to The Truth Be Told with Booker Scott on America Out Loud. <laughs>